Story Club is a national storytelling performance group. Story Club was founded in Chicago in 2009 by Dana Norris. In the past decade, Story Club has expanded to more than half a dozen cities, including Boston, Minneapolis, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. CNM was thrilled to bring Story Club to New Mexico in the spring semester of 2022. Students in the Department of Theater and Dance wrote, workshopped, and performed their own nonfiction stories for this seven-episode podcast series. Enjoy the show! McCall's Friends by Sydney Cawthon When growing up in a small private school from kindergarten to eighth grade, you make good friends. Having the same day with them for 13 years tends to make bonds that will last for a while. Maybe you get into a little trouble occasionally, probably laughing at each other as one of them gets sent to the principal's office, or trying to make each other laugh from across the room, throwing erasers at each other, trying not to get caught by the teacher. Then going to sleepovers, trusting each other with our tiny little secrets. And as a preteen, you think those secrets will stay with you forever. But to be honest, I can't remember a single one. They are probably about who likes who, or I saw this and that. But I do remember our first outing as a group of preteen girls, going to McCall's Pumpkin Patch. It was something nice. So, in New Mexico, everyone knows about McCall's, especially during October. You can either go there for the Pumpkin Patch and pick out your own pumpkin, with also some barn games, a hayride, a castle-like jungle gym, picnic tables, and just little things that you can do with your friends and family. There's also the event during Halloween of the haunted house and the haunted corn maze. So, what we did that day was pick out our pumpkins to carve together. Getting to know each other, we got to see who we are without our teachers or students around us. Not being the student friends, but becoming close friends. One story that came out of that day there was a big inflated balloon on the ground for people to jump on. And us, being the idiots we were, decided to run across it while someone filmed it in slow motion. But we obviously didn't think it through enough. We didn't factor in all the other kids and people running across it as well. So, we were running, and someone got tripped by one of the kids running across. And we caught the best faceplant in the history of faceplants, in slow motion. And once the first friend fell, we all fell, like dominoes. It was hilarious. We totally rewatched the clip for a good 15 minutes, and I knew right then I never wanted any of that to change. For me, change is something I am not so good at. Like, I hated when we moved to a new house, or when my sister left for college, or even when we got new furniture. I always hated change in any form, from the tiniest thing like changing out a picture frame to the biggest thing like changing dining room tables. I can't even finish a TV show series. It literally took me a year to build up the courage to finish one of my favorite shows, Lost. I hate endings. I hated when things ended. And yes, you can argue, but change is a good thing, or... Change is a part of life, so don't get too attached to anything so quickly. But here's the difference with me, and why I have a problem with change. When I was 13 years old, my mother passed away from Lyme disease. This disease turns the healthiest person into a brittle, helpless person that can't do anything by herself anymore. So you can imagine someone 
at that age, having your whole identity influenced by someone and seeing them change so quickly and be gone just like that. So when something or someone comes around that I got attached to, the pain is much more real than I would like it to be. Like I said, I hate endings. So you can imagine a person who doesn't like change going from private school that had maybe 20 kids in her class from kindergarten to eighth grade going to a public school that felt like a thousand. They didn't know me, and I didn't know them. It was a bit unnerving. I was terrified. I panicked. I was scared. Certainly felt different. And none of my friends that I grew up with went to my new school. I was left all alone. I didn't have to wear a uniform anymore, but I didn't have a sense of style because of it. Still don't really. So being someone that had no friends, didn't know how to dress herself, literally only knew one person who was my sister's friend, but she was a senior, probably didn't want to be hanging out with a freshman. I had no one. The start of freshman year, you could say I was pretty lonely. I didn't talk to anyone, and no one spoke to me. I just went to my classes, didn't do my homework because I was pretty much too lazy, probably had something to do with being depressed and alone, I don't know. Didn't really want to get to know anyone. I just put my headphones in and didn't look up. The second part of freshman year starts. I'm still shuffling along, trying to get my grades up, and listening to whatever song comes next. When, tap, 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 someone taps their finger on the desk in front of me. Hey, she says. I don't respond at first, kind of just blankly staring at her because no one talks to me. So I was kind of shocked. But then, feeling how long I've been staring at her, probably looking creepy, need to say something, so I say, Hi. Do you have a partner? Oh, no, uh, do we need one? I question back. Well, yeah. Didn't you hear Mr. Sleater? Oh, I guess I didn't. I say, and I lower my head. Well, want to be mine? I pause for a moment. Obviously... I need a partner for this assignment, that I don't even know what we're doing. But having to talk to someone could be even worse for me. So maybe I should just take the F and she would leave me alone. But I don't. And I say, okay. She smiles, collects her things, and sits in the empty seat next to me. Sweet. My name's Brandy. Like the song, or the drink you pick. Well, my name's Sydney. Like the city. After the class is over, Brandy invites me to sit with her and her girlfriends at lunch. I would have probably said no, but I liked her personality so far. I take the chance, and I say, sure. That is when I was 15. I'm 21 years old now. I've had trips, birthdays, late night phone calls, staying up for hours, been to Disneyland twice. I have even gotten a tattoo together with these girls. And to prove I'm not making these people up, one good story I have is during senior year. At my school, when you're senior, you're allowed to go off campus to get lunch during lunchtime. And we always went to the closest friend's house to raid her pantry, steal all her food, especially her ramen noodles. It was a great time. Anyway, someone in our friend group wasn't a senior. His name was Sam. So every now and then, we would sneak him off campus, squeezing him in between the back seats in this small red car, putting blankets over him. 
and it always seemed like we did this in 100 degree heat. So you know that was fun for him. And when we got to the security guard to show them our student IDs, proving that we were seniors, all we hear was Sam gasping for air, then saying in a whisper yell, It's too hot! I'm dying back here! We all looked at each other with wide eyes. We say goodbye very quickly to the security guard, and my friend stepped on the gas. What's great about this whole group is, I didn't become best of friends with him at lunch, or when Brandy asked me to go with her, but when we all decided to go as a new group to McCall's. No students looking at us, no teachers we had to be aware of, just learning about us as a group, the real us. With my private school friends, we went for the pumpkin carving. But this time, since we were older, we went for being scared out of our minds at the haunted corn maze. With all my new friends, we went into the haunted maze. And at one part, there's a school bus you must walk through. But in this school bus, there are strobe lights and a fog machine that is spewing way too much fog for any of us to see. So, half the group has already been through the bus, and me and my friend Koda were the last to go through. And let me say this again. This is the first time we are hanging out as a group. So we are still learning about each other. So, Koda, the genius she is, decides to tell me at the last second that she has epilepsy. So, someone with epilepsy going through a bus full of fog and a strobe light probably isn't the best combo. So we start going through. I'm holding her head down, guiding her through this misty fog. And she was scream laughing at me saying, not to let her fall. And I'm scream laughing back saying, I won't. What we both didn't know, there was someone waiting to scare us at the end. One of the actors. And he scared us so bad that we fell over in the bus with the fog and the strobe lights and our friends pointing and laughing at us outside the bus. After, the actor helped us up, apologizing, and we got out of the school bus and we couldn't continue for a good five minutes from all the laughter. This moment was like a core memory being made for me. Of course, I'm still as good as friends with the people I grew up with in that private school, but if I hadn't gone to that new school, and if I didn't go talk to that girl Brandy, and if I didn't go to lunch with her and her friends, I wouldn't have this group of friends that turned into my new family. And it's kind of all because of McCall's pumpkin patch.